2: First time in a long time, but it seems like just yesterday When we were side by side, beast mode, no one's blocking our way <laughs> these other guys tried it, but them man ain't got the skills Of braiding and navy, brazen and raging, bringing you the thrills and spills Right here in 4K, about to blow up like TNT I smile it too sweet, Brady DVP, the PV Elite Right here in 4K, about to blow up like TNT I smile it too sweet, Brady DVP,
3: the PV Elite Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Braden Harrington here with Davey Portman for BDE Elite. We are live on Twitch. Dot TV slash up next podcast.
2: Hello, Twitch Room. How hello. are we
3: doing? It's uh, brunch with the BDE. It We're
2: is. hanging out. It's a Thursday. Yeah. Get a uh yeah, it's been nice the last couple of weeks recording the next day. Mm. Uh, kind of getting to enjoy Dynamite a bit more. Not so much frantically taking notes and finding and yeah. getting to soak it in a bit more.
3: It's been you're good. Just, you're just not taking notes. I
2: know, I've got <laughs> I've got a lot less notes than I'd normally. Tell me take. what happened. I'm trying to like just... tell me everything
3: that happened right well, now. the thing is,
2: sometimes like with this show, it's so like fast paced. I find I'm spending all my time writing yeah. and not necessarily actually watching what's going on. So I'm trying now to be like, all right, I'm gonna watch. Yeah, I'm gonna put like two thoughts on each thing. Right, because um, there's a lot especially on this show. They crammed a lot into this one.
3: Yeah, I'd recommend anyone going to, obviously, uh, postwrestling.com, but John Sino, who hosts Shot in the Dark on this show, covering all the other wrestling, dark, elevation, impact, all that stuff, he also writes reports. So if you don't watch or you miss something or anything like that, uh, you can go to that report and read all the the stuff about it and his two cents on it as well. But shout out John Sino for taking all the notes. He's always messaging us like, oh, taking notes, yeah, it dynamite's hard. Yeah. Like I know
2: when we, uh, I had BD, B. Detroit on the show, yeah. uh, filling in for you one week. I think when you were stuck in Mexico, yeah, he was like, "Wow, I am exhausted. Like this show's crazy." It's and especially
3: like the. I second think this hour. was an
2: all-time like that. Yeah. This second hour might be an all-timer with the amount they they like crammed in, and even had Tony doing the old like, "We gotta go.
3: We got our time. We're, outta we're outta out of here." <laughs> yeah, uh, it was a pretty like, crazy, packed, paced show from Dynamite this weekend. We're on this road to double or nothing next weekend. So that's I'm pretty excited about this pay-per-view. I think they're doing a pretty good job. I think AEW's been on this pretty good run for the past, just this year, really. Just actually getting me hyped uh, for their shows. I think
2: it's, we've got, uh, uh, we're going to Dynamite soon, um, in a couple of weeks. And I would say just, like, Every week, this is what's exciting about AEW, I find. It's, you're going to get a quality show. Like, there might be some rubbish on there as well, but you're going to get at least one awesome match on Dynamite every week. I can't say, like, you're going to be going out of your way to go to a a Raw or a SmackDown. Like, WWE pay-per-views tend to be pretty good, but I think AEW, you could literally go to any show and be like not have to worry about
3: yeah. oh is it going to be a good one or not um because it always delivers i think so i mean we've been to a dynamite in a show here or there and stuff like that and we've been like oh that was something different that feels like oh they, they put you get your money's worth yeah you feel you know if you go to raw come into your town you know you might get a bonus match of cody versus seth fight for five minutes yeah after the fact and it's like okay well like could it watch the WrestleMania match back instead of spending all this money to go to a show to see, you know, the characters come out. I feel like Raw and WWE, it's become this machine that is like, hey, you're paying to see these stars live in person whether they do anything that actually matters yeah, is absolutely. not really like, our problem. And yeah. then like the pay-per-views seem like they deliver. Sure, the premium live events, they've been on a quite of a nice run. At least that's what you've been saying. And I've watched some and like I've enjoyed it. Nothing that's blown me away, but still like I feel like oh, you got to see these people. Whereas if you go to one of these AEW AEW shows, everyone just seems like into it. The crowd seems super loud and just like into everything. They're to, there to support. They got the Crowd signs. You know you're getting finishes in matches. Like, Like,
2: I think that's why... That's the main thing why I like the WWE pay-per-views. It's like, at least they're giving me a finish here. Whereas Raw, what, there was another two DQs this week,
3: probably? Yeah, look, I mean, there's always, like, things in AEW that they do as well. But still, like... They they put on a, a pretty good show, and just watching it every week is, is, is fun to be a wrestling fan. It's definitely why I, I'm so back sucked into wrestling. Definitely because of shows like this. Of course, there's going to be stuff on the show that makes you groan or roll your eyes and stuff. But like overall, I'm heavily entertained every Wednesday night. Uh, I know that we'll jump into some some dynamite. But I mean, we talked about on up next from this week for NXT. They got. They're not spring break. They already did spring break. In your house. In your house, that's coming up. So that should be all right. But the main event for that looks so lackluster. The angles there are looking terrible. I think the real other big show, obviously Double or Nothing. But we got the Ric Flair match. Yeah. And Ricky do. Ricky the Dragon Steamboat said, uh-uh. So who's it going to be? I mean, it can't be Sting, right? Well, I mean, not after this week. <laughs> no, no,
2: no. Sting would show maybe, up, Ric Maybe Flair. that's the thing. Like, we find out. We see a little like recording backstage with sting with the, the undisputed elite being like, look, Rick's going to be calling me up soon. Can you just
3: like, let's take my ankle out. Let's write me off TV for a couple of weeks. I just think, uh, like, I don't know what Ric Flair is thinking. Like, it's just going to be a train wreck now. Like the, not now it's just going to be, you had the perfect send off into the sunset in 2008 Mm -hmm. with Sean and you like, you, tarnish that and then now you're asking for this oh I need a great retirement yeah we gave it to you mm. a lot twice a few times and now you're kind of cancelled and a lot of people don't really like you right now. It, it's interesting isn't it because I would say like
2: with like North American wrestling, there's that idea of you want someone to retire on a high right and I think Sean like let's ignore the Saudi show but Sean kind of retired on a high rick in wwe retired on a high i think undertaker that was a big thing why he kept on coming back for wrestlemania was he didn't get that big last match but it's interesting because in japan you see like these great uh like wrestlers who had like iwgp world title runs and all that and then they go into like the granddad territory where they just work like when in their 60s in six mans and things like that and it's kind of accepted there yeah and but it it is weird in north america when you do it because it, it, there is that thing it's like how people are like oh why are you making a sequel to this movie why why are you tarnishing it yeah why are you doing
3: toy story 4 and then sometimes a the toy story 4 works out and then they make dumb and dumber too and then you're like jim why did you need to do that you yeah. did, really didn't need to do that no one liked it so like stop but someone out there is like oh i'm just dying for Ric flair to wrestle again yeah I mean, we'll see it. We'll watch it. Like it's a, tra- it's it's definitely sounding something like a train wreck, and I don't I, the interest. There's yeah, it's like I'm not going to lie and say I'm not interested, but it's definitely like, why are you doing this? Like, so what? It's going to be Ric Flair and FTR versus
2: Rock and Roll Express and thing johnny nitro johnny elite <laughs> that's the thing like is
3: jay Lee Hill gonna be in this match because he's the one like training with rick mm. and stuff like that it's just like it's just like whatever i mean they should have they should have put it on the authors of pain show yeah what's that what's the deal with that stuff what yeah, alistair I'm Overeem's fine. gonna fight this is <laughs> Wrestling? i'm actually quite intrigued by this
2: because it it looks like a very um anti-indie show. Not right. not to the extent of control your narrative where you're going, Oh, we're not doing uh super kicks and all that bullshit. Yeah. But I don't know. It's it's all these stars, what is it? Like Braun Strowman, uh Nia Jax, Lana, um, Authors of Pain. It's all these people who were quite big stars in WWE, but very much uh sports entertainment. Like these guys would fit into Jericho's Group, yeah, and I'm like, I don't know, there might be a chip on some of these guys' shoulders trying to prove that they can actually do more than the poor work they put out in WWE. It's, I don't know how they're gonna, what is it, a 7,000 seat arena? I don't know how they're expecting to fill this thing. You and it's, think- it's only what it's next month,
3: isn't it? It's like really short notice as well. Is it not the same day as in your house? I think it might be. Oh, is it okay? Uh, which is crazy. So this is over in the UK. Yeah. I mean, smart. WWE is only going to that big castle show thing now. Yeah. Which I've uh, pissed people off, apparently, with the prices and stuff like that. So, like, yeah, good for them to kind of... Oh, the prices are ridiculous. Yeah. It's like more than Mania. For a house show. Well, it's a pay-per-view. Yeah. But, like, you think they're going to
2: treat it like a WrestleMania? I, I, no, I, I think it's going to... I think... I think we've seen from the Saudi shows, they've started treating them a bit more like pay-per-views. Right. I think okay. this will be more than we got with the Melbourne
3: show and that okay. kind of thing. Right. Um, I think they're going to treat it as a big deal. Well, I mean, this one, I, d- I don't know if it is that thing, but I mean, yeah, you've mentioned... Is it Nottingham, I think? Well, you got Braun Strowman versus Alistair Overeem, which if you're not a fighting fan, you might not even know who Alistair Overeem is. I mean, he's a, he's a fighter who's like, he's fought, what, Brock Lesnar? okay and and when he i know the name yeah, yeah he's shit on wrestling a lot before he's called it all sorts of names and here he is oh i can make money doing this okay cool i'll do it it's like all right cool yeah, you make got- your way i don't i'm not interested in that whatsoever braun strowman can go kick rocks for all i care like the cold control your narrative stuff, yeah like get out get out of here buddy no one cares so authors of pain
2: versus blake and macklin the former Forgotten Sons. I mean, that's a dream match. (laughs) You know what? Steve Macklin has been putting on some really good stuff. Steve Macklin, that's... In Impact. He's been pretty good. He was... Sorry, who are these guys? He's... So you had Blake, uh... Blake from Blake and Murphy. Murphy's old tag partner. Right. With Steve Macklin, who was with him in Forgotten Sons with the fucking racist dude. Right. Oh, yeah, he's still spouting off shit. Yeah. He just did today.
3: Oh, really? Something on this show, actually. sucks.
2: Um... I don't know. I've got a weird curiosity about this. Killer Cross versus, uh, like, Kalisto, Samurai Del Sol, and Jonah. In a triple
3: threat. In a triple threat. Yeah, definitely the the more interesting That sounds interesting. Mojo
2: Rawley returning against Lince Dorado. I don't know. This sounds weird, this show, but I I am kind of curious. What about the women's title match? Um, Yeah, it's (laughs) finally the blow-off. What, yeah. she put her through a table nine weeks in a row and then yeah. they never had their match? Right. Finally. Good. Nia Jax. This company's already doing something right. <laughs> Nia Jax versus Lana. But it's... I did listen to Authors of Pain... Sorry, Legion of Pain on um, Renee's podcast. And, like, I don't know where they've found the money for this, but they they were talking about, like, all these businesses they wanted to do. Right. And they were talking about... Um, how they're like creating something in the metaverse and they're wrestling there they've got like an nft thing going on like they're doing all this like right 2022
3: shit right now okay and they're trying to show like i don't know good luck to them hey no 100 percent. you want to support any other wrestling that's going on obviously i mean we're wrestling fans but i personally will not be paying to watch nia jacks or Braun Strowman. oh i wrestle. can't say i'll be paying for this no no <laughs> I'm not saying I judge you for spending money to watch this, but I definitely make a chuckle or a joke or two. For, like, it, On the pre-show, you got Mike Bennett versus Biff Busick. Fuck yeah. That's free. That's yeah. great. Let's watch that bit. Look, I, I'm super happy to see all these other talents go other places. Mm. That's what's needed. That we knew. Like When WWE started hoarding all this talent a few years ago, pre-pandemic, we were all like, yo, this bubble's got to burst eventually. They're just hiring people to hire people at this point. So now all these... These characters they kind of gave up on. I mean, all these people are ex WWE, XT, I mean, ex- and They were pretty, pretty big deals in uh, WWE
2: at some point. Like, Braun, not, not that uh, they were favorites of ours, yeah. but like they were like stars there, you know, Braun, Naya, Lion. It's Lance. the Castaway like, show. It, it is. And it, toys. It's kind of interesting. It, it really feels like the anti indie show. You have all the people that get released, and you're like, oh, yeah, I can't wait to see what they're going to do with the handcuffs off. I can't say I feel that way about
3: any of these people. But maybe they'll surprise Lana. You know, Lana do...
2: with the cuffs off might just be fucking insane.
3: <laughs> Lana hitting fucking roundhouse kicks, Canadian destroyers, yeah, going through tables. Nia Jax is going to do a four hundred and fifty splash. Yeah, it's <laughs> going to be great. I'm excited about this. Let's show. Let's review this show. Can't wait. But oh. seven thousand—that's ambitious. Good for them. Yeah, good for them. Um, another thing I saw was—I don't know if this was being the being the elite BTE where uh, the Young Bucks were taunting and teasing uh, Vikingo that we've talked okay. about from Triple Mania. And something tells me that they're going to talk to TK. The Bucks are probably talking to TK about getting a, a quick visa for Mr. L. Vikingo, mm. because I think that guy will be showing up in AEW pretty soon. But they also teased that Kenny is going to come back and take the AAA mega title from him. So I thought that was pretty odd. Okay. Like, okay so Kenny's probably you know heating up somewhere, getting ready in the pitchers pen there, like interesting coming back with that forbidden door show. I'm imagining he's maybe going to be involved. He could show up at the pay-per-view for double or nothing uh, as well. I
2: mean, maybe that's something the, that triple A tight, maybe that's something they want to do in on an AEW show. If, if Kenny's suddenly like ready to come back, but you don't necessarily have a program for him right away, you could just, Throw that on with hard.
3: Yeah. If Triple A are cool with it. No, I would just, I'd like to see that guy tangle it up. I, I. I watched some of that AAA show, and I was like, man, Vikingo, every time we watched him, he's just insane. So mm. I would love to any super young. And then you downloaded him in We've 2K. Got him on the game, yeah. And he looked just like him, actually. <laughs> it was pretty crazy. Some of the creations in these games are just absolutely nuts. Because we keep mixing it. We're, we're very new to 2K22.
2: There's yeah. so many characters. You're like, wait, is he in the game or is he not? I was playing as Samoa Joe. like Heath Lee and like, Samoa Joe, like they've been gone for a while, and it's just are they like, in this oh, game? Is, are they actually in this?
3: And then I'm playing as like Hangman. It's like, okay, someone created mm. this, obviously. Yeah, okay, cool. Uh, And then another thing, of course, um, there's all this talk and rumors about All Out, and they haven't announced where it is. I'm imagining at Double or Nothing, we'd get the final first advertisement here. I mean, announcing hopefully where this thing is. Again, here in Toronto, we're just dying for some sort of AEW show to come here. It would make total sense if they could do it here, but I don't know if that's the the plan, Mm. so to speak, but I mean, they'd... Somewhat announced Grand Slam in September from New York. So any people who are like, "Oh, I might want to go to that," get ready for the announcements for that as well. Because uh, traveling for a lot of these shows is finally like it's back. You can go to these things. I mean, we're going to a a Dynamite in June in uh, two coming up. You're going to
2: Rochester. Going to Rochester. Got front
3: row. (laughs) Just ridiculous. So I mean, there's going to be all sorts of shows, and I think Toronto's just starving for it here. So I would, I wouldn't be surprised if. Um, like Scotiabank maybe isn't allowed. The ACC here isn't allowed to work with AEW, but somehow, some way I think AEW will make its way here, but I'm waiting for that announcement because if it is book your flights to Toronto guys, let's go party time. Yeah. All out. Absolutely. Really. Or whenever they're here. Yeah. Just come just come out. We have a couch. It's nice. Yeah. So it'll be all right. We're trying to get one of our friends, Eric Marcotte to come up for double or nothing. I know he's, he's ducking us. He's ducking us. He's scared. Yeah. Just like that. Uh, Brandon from New
2: Jersey as well always ducking us yeah yeah. Yeah. well he's a bitch he is (laughs) Eric come on double or nothing what say you
3: Uh, well, we can jump into some dynamite. I will let us let people know that we have a bunch of other podcasts out this week. Of course, we have all the best match ever. We did an Owen Hart match in honor of his birthday in the Owen Owen Hart tournament. So go check out all the best of Owen. We did a best of the Steiner brothers. We did a best of Shawn Michaels, best of Razor Ramon. We have so many podcasts out. We have the retro NXT reviews, which is pretty much just watching the current stars of AEW. Yeah. Uh, in 2013, so that's pretty Dynamite awesome. Dynamite
2: developmental, pretty much, yeah. Yeah.
3: Uh, it's also today, actually, is the 25th anniversary of Slambury 1997 from WCW. So I'll be uploading that podcast out on the Patreon later today. That's uh, We talked all about the NWO versus Team WCW. Ric Flair versus the NWO in a multi-man match with some football players. I'm not quite sure why, but hey, it was all right. Uh, Cross promotion. Ultimate Dragon. <laughs> Ultimo Dragon versus William Regal. Yeah. On that card as well, which was awesome. Just like Kyle versus Phoenix, really. Similar styles, styles. Yeah, 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 yeah it, was, <laughs>
2: it was. Just exactly the
3: same. Uh, all, all these other bunch of matches on that show. So go check that out, uh, review as well. Five bucks a month. North yeah, I enjoyed American that tour. one. I, I do like going back to, uh,
2: to old WCW because it is kind of fresh. For me, yeah, like, didn't watch a whole bunch back in the day.
3: I mean, the Cruiserweight division, the junior division in WCW is just the highlight oh, yeah, of every show whenever we go back and watch. But yeah, go check out that podcast out later today. But patreon.com slash next. It's only five bucks and you get so many podcasts at your fingertips whenever you, you want to listen to them. And there's so many out there on there and still so many more coming up. Next weekend is Double or Nothing. Uh, we're going to be watching it Sunday, but I don't know. You have to work Monday during the day. So we might be doing some sort of a uh, review on the Monday, probably before raw around like six, six thirty, or something like that. So stay updated for that just because of work stuff. We want to go and do our review of it, but we know a lot of people go live afterwards. We were going to have some friends over, enjoy the pay-per-view. So These we, are normally quite long shows. As they're well. going to end at like midnight. So it's like, I feel we, we'll be better reviewing it the next day. We yeah. had
2: time to think about it all. We'll get all the news coming out of it. We can talk about. Yeah. Um, so probably, yeah, Monday evening Imagining around, like, six thirty seven. thirty
3: seven Yeah, we'll go live probably on Twitch and put it up on the free feed as well. But we will be back uh, with BD Elite and stuff as well next week. But, yeah, uh, so so many different podcasts. Follow our socials and join our Facebook group if you haven't already because we have so much stuff going on. And Dynamite from May ninth, sorry, May 18th, from last night, from Texas. Mm, they just love Houston. going to Texas. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, Texas is huge. is it? Is it? Yeah, I heard it's pretty big. It's, it's, everything's bigger in Texas, yeah, even Texas. But yeah, they're in Texas a lot. Yeah, uh, Houston, we have a problem. Uh, it's it's Wildcard Wednesday. It is Wildcard. Although, and
2: like, who is it going to be? Two jokers, two, two surprises
3: on this week's show. Uh, there's going to be a joker in the men's tournament, which starts off this show. Samoa Joe, the Ring of Honor, pure no TV champion there's a tv champion tv champion he is in a match in the owen tournament and he will be facing the joker his music hits we don't know it yet tony khan has said that the jokers are now signed to aew so whoever comes out tonight is new to the roster music we're unfamiliar with hits the titantron flashes johnny elite Ah. Yeah, sorry, uh, not the Johnny I was looking for, uh, actually. Johnny, Hennigan, John Elite, Johnny Morrison, Johnny Nitro, yeah. Johnny whatever you want to call him comes out. Um, letdown. Really, I think um, Johnny letdown.
2: Yeah, not I mean, my Johnny. I like John Morrison, Johnny Mundo, yeah, Johnny Nitro. Me too. Like he's good, but I think when you're announcing. Like, this was built for a few weeks, this Joker. It wasn't yeah. like it was just thrown out during the week. It's been a few weeks. I think we know all the people that are on the the free agent market right now. We know there's a Johnny Gargano kicking around. We know there's a um, Cesaro kicking around. You know that, like, Miro's been out of action for a while and should be coming back. I think this put... I think it puts the talent in a bad position as well. It's like... Cause I, I feel bad for... Johnny, because everyone's like, ah,
3: man. The crowd were still alive for him. They were, like, respectful for it. Yeah, they were. But
2: I, yeah, i got to say I was disappointed. And it kind of, like, uh, took me out of the match a little bit as well.
3: Look, uh, I'm not going to rub dirt on John Morrison, because there's been times I've absolutely loved him. I loved his Jim Morrison promos in ECW, WWE. I, I can't, I don't know why, but I do. I love some of his work. I think if you announce this... It would have worked better. I think so. I think if last week
2: you just, like we've had in the past, when they've just randomly thrown up a graphic, when they've been, and next week we've got Minoru Suzuki versus Samoa Joe, and you go, sorry, what? I think if you did that, I think if you just went, hey, next week we've got um, John Morrison versus Samoa Joe in a first-round match, I think everyone would have been, oh, that's cool. Awesome. Yeah. Johnny Mundo sign. Johnny Elite. Johnny Elite. Elite. Terrible name. But, I mean, that's his gimmick. He does that everywhere he... Wouldn't because. Johnny Dynamite be better? Johnny Dynamite. I think that sounds better, and especially when you've got a group called the Elite, Johnny Elite, Johnny Elite.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's pretty. It was a pretty lame duck. Uh, yeah, I game. was. I was disappointed. He should have came out as Boone. What is it, Boone the ha- dog bounty? What is it? Didn't he dress up as like a character, a uh, bounty hunter character or something? It was weird. Yeah. I don't know. Isn't that Leo Kruger? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Johnny Elite is here, and again, I think this would have been... I think a lot of people... Maybe it's just us, being the smart wrestling fans, being like, well, it could be Cesaro, it could be this... We're putting this in, into the air, like, but saying I think this. When,
2: when Tony's delivered stuff like, you know, Daniel Bryan, Adam yeah. Cole, like, that, those kind of surprises... Yeah. Samoa Joe signing with him, I think it is a little bit of a, mm. okay... I think you should have announced it. And I don't it got think it, it I think it got overhyped. Yeah. And sure, like I I mean and I don't think I'm alone like
3: looking at Twitter and stuff. I think a lot of people are like, "Ah oh man, like I like Johnny, but eh. uh Chris in the Twitch chat saying, "Are you talking about Dog the Bounty Hunter?" Yes, I do love Dog the Bounty Hunter. Uh definite uh, guilty pleasure of mine. However, he did Johnny Mundo did this like movie where he was Boone the Bounty Hunter or something like that and then okay. was it Impact or WWE where he like dressed up like that character and acted like that character for a while right I'm, I'm not crazy
2: <laughs> I I can't say I've watched all of his career <laughs> like, I feel like it was in the recent was in, years
3: I feel like it was I just think one. of dripstick dripstick yeah he didn't and I one. didn't really watch him in TNA I'm trying to think of when that was I'm not crazy I swear but yeah Boone the bounty hunter or something like that really weird uh well Johnny Elite is going up against Samoa Joe in this Owen Hart tournament uh, we get some pretty cool moves from Johnny here, showcasing his ability. I mean, some of the stuff he can do is nuts. Some hand springs into a huge clothesline. He gets Joe on the outside and does this crazy, twisting, inverted, spiral corkscrew thing and kind of misses Joe. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, not really a great start here for Johnny. The flips Johnny. were nice, but yeah, it didn't really do a whole lot. Boone the Bounty Hunter. I was right. Thank you, Knocked Out, in the Twitch chat. Uh, so... <laughs> There's Johnny Elite in control here, even though he kind of missed Joe with that corkscrew. I bet his butt was hurting. It was kind of like the cannonball from Brutus on NXT. Uh, in the ring, jo- uh, Johnny runs into Joe, catching him in the corner and, and slams him down with the uranage. Then the back senton. Johnny goes up for the 450 splash and kind of hits it. Uh, it was... Not the prettiest 450. Uh, However, Joe kicks out of that. Eventually, Joe messes him up, puts him in the corner, hits the muscle buster, Mm. and one, two, three. Samoa Joe advances in the Owen tournament. Uh, This was okay. It it didn't do
2: a whole lot for me, to be honest. I think uh, I was a little taken out of it the first couple of minutes just because it was sort of you... Oh, it's John Morrison and then you go on Twitter and see all the jokes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. And then the match itself like felt
3: to me kinda
2: of like just something you'd see on Raw.
3: It it was. Uh again, like, I think you could you could have serviced yourselves better here if you just announced this match.
2: And I think also as soon as John Morrison came out, I think when people were going, Oh, what if it's Cesaro? you then go, Oh well, who do you put over? Do you do Yeah. Does Cesaro go over Joe? Does I think as soon as John Johnny Elite came out, you're like, all right, so Joe's beating this guy. Yeah.
3: The dripstick, Yeah. Uh, so Joe, right afterwards, is attacked by Satnam Singh, Sanjay Dutt, and Jay Lethal. And they're putting the boots to Joe when he is saved by Trent, Rocky, and Chucky for the save here. But, yeah, uh, I'm assuming we get Joe versus Satnam Singh or something. At so the I don't know.
2: So we've got, what, Joe versus Kyle next week? What?
3: Isn't that's that wow. the
2: isn't that the bracket? Okay, um, that's ridiculous. And the winner will go on to the final. Yeah. So, I that I mean they've been building this Satnam Singh thing, but are you really going to Kyle versus Cole at the pay per view? Interesting, which would be yeah, quite interesting. No, I wouldn't put Kyle in that match. I think Samoa Joe wins. So you so this whole Jay Lethal thing isn't building to the pay per view. This this Jay Lethal thing sucks. It Maybe I've got sense. my uh, brackets wrong. But like I like you're right. A, just having a look here. Yeah, Samoa Joe is going to face Kylo Reilly next week. And Adam Cole is already in the final. So you're either getting Cole versus Joe, which would be interesting because that had been teased quite a bit in NXT. Yeah, it was. When Samoa Joe was kind of assistant to the general manager. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And or you do Kyle versus Cole, where obviously we've we've got a lot of history from those two in Ring of Honor and NXT. Um, But is that a little soon? Like we've had those matches within the last year in a different company.
3: Yeah, I think it would make sense for Joe and Cole. It's definitely something that's a bit fresh and sounds like a pretty sweet kind of matchup, like almost like an ROH different era Mm. Dream matchup there, kind of happening, but uh, yeah. Then the whole stuff with Joe and Satnam Singh and Jay lethal feels, is just weird. It is weird.
2: Um, so maybe because I, I feel you, I feel like surely you're doing Joe Lethal for the TV title. Yeah. Very odd. Um, so Kyle versus Cole at the paper. I guess so. Weird. Which Even is, though they're boys. But also, you've teased this—a uh, potential multi-man match. Yeah. With the with Sting and the Hardys and Darby, yeah,
3: you you eventually you essentially tease at the end of the show: Hardys, Darby, and Sting versus Red Dragon and Bucks. Yeah. So what the? Yeah. So then it's Joe versus Cole. That's so it's thing. Joe versus Cole, and maybe you really weird.
2: you do the TV title thing on a on a Rampage or whatever. I got. I mean, you've, they're they're in in Vegas. They're in a big arena for the uh, for both Dynamite and Rampage. They're doing right. so. Maybe you
3: you have to stack those shows as well. Sure, I guess. But still, uh, yeah. e- Either way, the both those sounds both both sound good. interesting to me. Yeah. Uh, I have a question though. Who the fuck is Satnam Singh? <laughs> Why does he keep showing up on my show? <laughs> I don't know who he is. I don't care about him. He sucks. He's- but to have Jay Lethal and Sanjay Dutt being the like highlight. Like, and I know who these guys are. I grew up watching these guys. They were indie legends mm. to me. And they're still not making any sense, so...
2: Yeah, I I almost feel a lot of this stuff is just like to... When a Ring of Honor deal yeah. comes through, it's like, all right, now we're shifting this, just putting it there. Yeah, I think and so. And like your Joe, Lethal, Sanjay Dutt, all of that will probably nice. just move over to there with Tully and
3: Brian Cage. Because you'd imagine it's like Jay Lethal versus Samoa Joe yeah. at the pay-per-view or something. I would but think so. You don't, it, doesn't, it could be cool, so it's just weird. <laughs> uh, we get... The news that Jeff Hardy has been medically cleared to fight tonight. They ah. just told him right now, even though they advertised the match to all of us for a week. But yeah. yeah. I mean, he was banged up last week. He was. He, in that match. He took a swanton on a, on a... He did a on lot stairs. of things. He did <laughs> he, it
2: on chairs. He did a lot, did a lot of things. <laughs> Packed a lot in that match.
3: So Jeff Hardy is backstage with Matt and they're like, Hey, you're cleared to wrestle. You can fight Adam Cole tonight. When the Young Bucks walk in, and they're they're wearing their floral onesies, their rompers, if you will. And they're like, oh, Jeff. First like, like, wow, what a match, Jeff. You know, we love you, Jeff. We love you, Matt. And then they they start making backhanded compliments here, saying, you know, you're just a shell of your former self. And, And they start like, oh, but you're so good, though. But like, yeah, you're not the same Hardy boys that you were. And Matt Hardy takes offense to this and steps up and says, like, shut up, young bucks. Jeff Hardy says, man, miss me with that Christian AF BS. <laughs> Jeff Hardy giving me a genuine laugh out loud pop here. <laughs> it's the accent as well. It's Fuck the yeah. like, North Carolina accent saying amazing. it. They're Maybe like, off. oh, Matt, Matt Hardy then says, look, Jeff is a legit Hardy. Unlike you two Hardy boys cosplayers, just know that you'll never be as tough as us, no matter how hard you try. And the Bucks say, "Yeah, well, you'll never be as, be- you won't be as better as us. We're better than you. We're the next step." So, uh, the Bucks kind of getting pissed off at the Hardy Boys here, which just makes me rub my hands together, be like, "Why wouldn't you do Hardy's Bucks if you can? Like, do it. Put it on the pay per view." Yeah, it.
2: I mean, that's the thing. Are we? D- you could build like a big dynamite around this match, couldn't you? You could have this be a huge main event of like a, a big dynamite you're setting up to, and yeah. do the multi man at the pay per view. Or is it the other way around? Are we getting the multi man coming out of the pay per view and doing Bucks Hardy's there? Um,
3: Bucks Hardy's at the pay per view makes more sense because yeah. it's such a like. The, we've seen it before in Ring of Honor and stuff like that, but to actually have it with this production value and stuff like that, I, it is interesting to me. But then where does that leave? Do you do
2: Sting and Darby versus Red Dragon at the pay per view as well then?
3: Yeah, I mean, I don't know if Sting's know, walking the, His, right
2: his right pay per view's like, yeah, that's thing. You've written him off are you going to do a pay-per-view without Darby? Right. Like there's a lot on this show already. Um, this is true. So interesting. And we're only like just a week out and we're still kind of questioning. Yeah. What's going on? Like there's already, uh, six matches announced for the, the pay-per-view crazy. And I imagine they'll throw in a few more.
3: Yeah. Well, CM Punk comes out. He's wearing abortion rights, our human rights t-shirt, which I'm sure got the internet, uh, all up in a bunch, but uh, sometimes it's nice to see wrestlers uh, use their head. Absolutely. I do. I, I do. like this. I support wrestlers who, uh, you know, support human rights. I like both him and
2: Hangman often yeah. do this kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, I I appreciate it.
3: We've seen Punk wear the Get Your Own. Yeah. Before, yeah. yeah. Uh, You've got a platform and you're using it 100%. in a good way. Yeah, 100%. Shout out, Punk. Uh, he also teases the crowd dive which yes. he hasn't done in a long time. Remember that era oh, yeah. of punk just showing up and jumping into the crowd? No, none of that. There's he's wrestling more these days. Yeah, the can't that doing... was his
2: first month where he's not wrestling yet. They're he's like, punk, a, you can't be jumping
3: into a crowd of people. <laughs> COVID's still a thing now." He could be jumping into this crowd and getting monkeypox. The new wave. Is that a thing That's now? That's the new thing now. How COVID do I get this one. COVID so last year, bro. Monkeypox is in. What is this shit? I don't know. It Looks like you if you Fuck a monkey, you get, like, pox all over yourself or something. It's transmittable, though. You better watch out. you've
2: a headache, muscle aches,
3: exhaustion. Great. Monkey pox. Sounds great. How many catch this? uh, It it could be. I don't know. Is it, like, sexually transmitted? Oh, I'm okay, then. (laughs) 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 There has been cases found in Canada today. Awesome. Better watch out. Things just keep getting better, Don't, don't they? Don't go jumping into random crowds. Okay. All right. CM Punk joins the commentary desk because he is going to be on commentary for this next match. The AEW Champion Hangman Page is going one on one against Kono. What is it? I, I don't know how to pronounce his first name. Konosuke Takeshita? Takeshita. Takeshita. Yeah. Okay. Well, this guy who's is done awesome.
2: a bunch on like uh, Dynamite. Sorry, on um, Dark and Dark Elevation. Uh, I think he had that match against Brandon Cutler that people were kind of talking about quite a bit.
3: Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, Shot in the Dark, John Cena, he's, he's been telling us, like, this guy's awesome. And from some of the stuff we have seen, we're like, okay, cool. He's from DDT. Yeah, he is from uh, DDT here. And now he's in the US. Well, Takeshita is going up against Hangman Page. And there was some explosive action back and forth here. There's a huge crossbody to the outside, like super high angle here, which was awesome. Uh, Hangman comes back with a backbreaker on the apron. Uh, Back in the ring, trading blows. There's the blue thunderbomb from Takeshita. And CM Punk is like, oh, uh, I know the guy who invented that move, El Generico. And Excalibur and him start talking about, oh, like, oh, who's Excalibur? Like, oh, is that... Where's Excalibur? Is that guy still around? No, no, no. Is he dead? No, no, no. He's um, just El Generico. Yeah. I mean, oh, sorry. Yeah. yeah. El Generico. What would I sit? Excalibur. Excalibur. <laughs> he says, "Oh, th- that move was d- made by El Generico," and he's like, "Oh, is he dead?" He's like, "No, no, no. I heard he he moved to Mexico to to live with the orphans." I love that. That's just like kayfabe amongst everyone. Punk just goes, well, "Ah, well, rest in peace, anyways." Mm. To, Gener- <laughs> to Generico. Shout out El Generico. Um, well, there's the blue thunder bomb, which was awesome. There's a huge tope con hilo from Takeshita as well. And then a series of huluva kicks, which definitely El Generico inspired here. Uh, But Hangman ain't taking that shit. So he runs back and hits a series of boots from himself into the corner. And then these huge Germans. Eventually, Hangman is Germaned overhead. Just nasty here. But eventually gets to his feet and counters a move and hits the tombstone here. But it's only a two count. And then somehow, Takesh here hits the last ride. Like, like yep. the Undertaker's version of doing it. So you had Hangman hitting the tombstone. And then the last ride where you get the guy so high up. Hangman's a big guy. Yeah. He gets dumped here, which is awesome. Somehow he kicks out. There's a series of knee strikes. Germans, eventually Hangman. Teases the buckshot. It's missed, but eventually hits it. Finally, taking him out. But then, while he's staggering... Hangman puts him up on the shoulders, looks over at commentary, CM Punk smiles because he knows what he's doing, and Hangman hits the go-to-sleep, one, two, three, this looked awesome, the cell here, Mm. looked like he legit went to sleep. Hangman wins the match in a very impressive match. I mean, welcome to America, uh, Takeshita here, because this was a breakout moment. Oh, 100%, like...
2: In losing here, he got over huge. Like, he really impressed me. He did a, like, a lariat off the turnbuckle, like uh, like Kabashi yeah, would do. Um, yeah, just stand Yeah. Looked awesome. Just really, I think both these styles worked really well, because both guys are, they're pretty quick, but they've they've got some size with them. And like their lariats, their, their clothesline, all like that kind of stuff, uh, the big boots, I thought they meshed really well together. I think I I am leaning towards wanting Hangman to win against Punk because I feel um, his matches have been excellent as champion. But I I do think uh, the way he's kind of been positioned on TV, he doesn't feel like the guy in this company, and I think he should. Um, I think he's had the best title matches of any AEW champion And just little TV matches like this, um, just building up quite a resume this year of, of good quality. And I think he's finally got that little edge going into this punk feud and beating a top guy like punk could solidify him and make him the guy. Um, I liked as well, punk kind of saying about the, uh, the GTS and how he popularized it and all that, um, There's been a bit of back and forth between him and Kenta. Kenta angling for a match and Punk being like, nah. (laughs) So I don't know if this is like deliberate, like Punk trolling, or is this a
3: little tease towards Forbidden Door, perhaps Punk, Kenta? Right. Yeah, I don't really have interest in that match. I I know people are like, oh, we got to see the... Like eventually, sure. But for this Forbidden Door thing, I don't know if that would be the direction. I would have Hangman win. I've decided. I want Hangman to win. And Forbidden Door, Punk, Okada, w- without the AEW title involved. But I don't know. See, I think it could be Punk, Kenta, and Hangman, Okada. Okada. Yeah, I
2: mean, that would be pretty... And impressive. I think that's how, like, if you want to position this guy as the guy, yeah, you should have him be against the champion. Right. But then how do you book that yeah, when it's exactly. champion v. champion? Yeah. Um, hopefully, this is your yearly tradition, so it's not just a, a one-off where you're going to have to burn through all those, like, dream matches right sure. away. Like, we can get... A couple of them. Um, I love. I, this I match. think any combination on this show, unless unless we're getting six mans and stuff like that, which I I don't
3: think we will. Yeah, I think any combination is going to be great. But I thought this was a fucking good match. Yeah, one of the best TV matches for sure. Hangman definitely solidifying himself. It continues to. His matches always hit for me. But this this kid that you know we're not familiar with, the Dia here, he's amazing. So I can't wait to see more of him. Uh, it would make me watch some of his matches. On dark and stuff like that. Like, he was very impressive. So, someone to watch for sure. We do get a stand down, stare down with Punk and Hangman. And Punk's doing the, like, cheer me. And then it's like, oh, see, they like me more than you. He's being cheeky. Yeah. Like, I, I like how he was...
2: He wasn't, like, shitting on page during commentary. He was, like, yeah. putting him over as a good guy.
3: But he's like, hey,
2: this is the map, so I'm going to try and piss you off.
3: Yeah. I like it. Uh, and then Hangman eventually... Walks off because he he was getting less cheers than CM Punk, mm. which will probably happen at Double or Nothing. So Hangman better get ready for those. But I'm super hyped for this match. They but done a great job. They did a great job last week. I think next week you need something physical. I don't know who does what to who, but I think Punk could be hitting Hangman with the GTS, like to kind of because they're they're both baby faces, but you know they're be both being a little mean to each other. Have them tag. No. Do that classic no, thing. No, please don't do that. Yeah, no. <laughs> we go to Fuego Del Sol. Remember him? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, his tag team partner left to go to WWE. He did, yeah. So, Fuego needs a new partner. He does. And, I mean, Evil Sammy's ditched him as <laughs> yeah, well. Yeah, Sammy's ditched him for his love. Uh, so, Evil Uno also lost a tag team partner recently. So, why not put them together? Yeah. Fuego Del Sol... And the Dark Order are joining forces to face the House of Black on Rampage. And then the way they end the promo is doing the numbers. So it's like, it's 1, which is Evil Uno, right? Mm -hmm. Because he's Uno. And then 10 is Preston Vance. And then they point at Fuego being 2. So he could be the new player too. That's what they kind of signaled. Sorry, he's taking Grayson's number? Yeah, that's what it sounded like.
2: I don't like that. Yeah. So... I heard them on, it was either AW or uh, Renee Paquette or whatever. And they were saying about the numbers. And they made it sound like once you've got this number, you've got it for life. They've reserved. That's too great. They've reserved six for X (laughs) Park. Okay. They said, because they were explaining the numbers and they skipped six. And they're like, well, that's if X Park ever comes. Like, we we need to give him number six. So Stu's lost his number.
3: I I, I mean, I'd say
2: you'd hang up two in the rafters.
3: Look, I just watched this show, and that's what I got out of this promo. I didn't read this anywhere. I just That's what I assume from them doing one, two, ten. Um, So it's like, okay. Oh, oh, poor Stu. So Fuego's going to start wearing purple? Yeah. He's going to hang out in the... He should just take the
2: mask off and shave his head and be Stu Grayson. (laughs) Dressed like him Fuego's good, but he's no Stu Grayson Be fake Stu Grayson (laughs) Where's Stu Grayson gonna land? I don't know, I I found that an interesting Yeah, he's uh, great Non-signing, yeah, I think he's awesome And I think Dark Order, a pretty popular act It's it's, it's felt weird the last couple of months How they've sort of dropped them Especially with the Hangman connection Like it felt very loose, the connection with him and John Silver last week
3: Really weird we go to Swerve and Keith Lee, the team of them. Swerve Lee. What are they calling themselves? Swerve to the limit? No limit? Um, Swerve limit. Sl- yeah. Swerve something. something. Swerve. Well, they're going up against the work horseman, meaning it's J.D. Drake, Drake right. with his nice frosted silvery hair yeah, from the wingman. And I always forget his partner. Anthony Henry. Anthony Henry. Yeah, that's right. Uh, these two, every time I, they, they announce these two, I'm like, yes, this will be the night they finally get to show their, their super great wrestling ability. And then they're just jobbing out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, these guys are, uh, enhancement, talent. enhancement. Ta-
2: they're, they're, your like AW dark kind of guys. Yeah. But we, we've seen them, we've seen them in, in indies and stuff and know how good they are. So it's. But you
3: see who they're up against, yeah. and you're like, "Ah, oh, you're going to die, unfortunately. They get little to some offense in on Swerve, but eventually Lee comes in with the shoulder crossed to JD, and then it sets up for their, their sweet finishing move, which I think they're calling the Spirit Bomb. That's what I would call it, this, like, stomp Spirit Bomb thing. The Spirit Bomb is already what he... That's, his, that's, that's what the name. It's calls movie. it, but this is with like the, the stomp, paving double stomp. So the spirit the stomp, spirit stomp. Yeah, I mean this movie it was, looks great. This Anthony Henry has Anthony Henry has tweeted that sucked. <laughs> yeah, it looks awesome. <laughs> it looks so good. So uh, Lee and Swerve win the match here. When um, I, I, there was a bit on commentary where Excalibur messed something up and like. JR's like, oh, oh it's okay. You, you said the wrong thing. Don't worry. The internet will forgive you. N- not me, though. <laughs> <laughs> so JR's been seeing what you've been saying about him, everybody, on uh, on th- the internet. Yeah. <laughs> the-
2: the internet I mean, he's not going to let that go. <laughs> no. st- that's still a bit of, like, WWE in JR.
3: <laughs> JR is wiping his tears with the new contract money he's yeah. signed to AEW. Oh,
2: I-, I forgot to say, during the um, Punk on commentary, when... Uh, when Excalibur brings up that uh, Takeshita fought Tenru, he was like, "He fought Tenru! That's so cool!" <laughs> it's like any other time, like we're watching Slamboree from '97. This guy fought Tenru. Who? Yeah. <laughs> and even JR would kind of do that at times. Right. So it was just quite nice.
3: Big he just fan. sounded like a little boy. He fought Tenru. Uh, after this match, Lee and Swerve have the mic and the crowd is chanting Bask in his glory. And they say that with this win, it puts us in line for a shot at the tag titles when they're interrupted by Team Taz, Ricky Starks and Hobbs with some great ripped jeans and stuff. And they say, uh, well, Ricky Starks first calls Keith Lee Rex from Toy Story, which I think I mean, is funny because like, Rex is giant and big and stuff I- like that. But really, if you're gonna make a Toy Story joke, he's clearly the big bear, is he not? Isn't there a bear in like Toy Story three or four? Uh
2: yeah. I mean JD Drake looks just like the bear from Toy Story. Yeah, true, or, yeah, true. But Keith uh, Lee too. L- Latso, is it?
3: Yeah, Keith Lee looks like. Was he too. calling
2: Keith Lee Rex? He called Rex. Surely calling-
3: that's Luchasaurus. Yeah, it was a weird it was a weird thing. I
2: didn't get the line. I, I assumed it was
3: directed at Luchasaurus, who looks like Rex from Toy Story. I didn't get the line. Yeah, I didn't get it. Uh, he says that you guys are just selfish jabronis, and I beat Jungle Boy, and I'm going to beat you guys, too, if you step to us. And uh, this is when they call uh, Ricky Starks dressed like a bar of soap with a necklace on, mm-hmm. which I got that reference. I was like, yeah, you do look like a bar of soap with a necklace on. Uh, this eventually sets up Jungle Express to come out, the champions, and Christian Cage has the microphone and says, Ricky, shut up. He says, you always come out here with your chest puffed up while you look like you're going golfing with my grandfather. And I get it, Ricky. You beat Jungle Boy last week, so now you think you're ready for a real championship, not like that toy you've been carrying mm. around. He says, you both are worthy teams, but you're not the best. Jungle, Jurassic Express is the best because they're the champions, and that means that. So they say, why don't both these teams face us at double or nothing, Three-way, triple threat tag for the titles. It was
2: weird, though, because Christian said something along the lines of, let's do something unprecedented. Let's do something not done before. It's the last paper you literally had a three-way tag tag. match. Um, But cool, I I think it was clear this is the way it was going. Um, I'm kind of down for this, and I think it's time for a title change. Title change. Yeah, I'm still going to go for Team
3: Taz. Team Taz? Yeah. Yeah, I could see it. I would be down. Lee and Swerve though are pretty sweet as his team, but these two teams should feel. You need like Jurassic Express to drop the store, uh, drop the titles, so you can get to this Christian Jungle Boy story. Okay, yeah. So what? They lose the titles, and then Christian consoles them after, and then goes for the hug for Jungle Boy. Kicks him the balls. Or instead, Jungle Boy beats up Christian. I-, I can see that being a thing. It needs to
2: happen. But also, I just.
3: <laughs> realistically, I don't
2: think it would work as well. I think it, it's it's very obvious Christian being the bad guy and Jungle Boy being the good guy. But I also think it makes a bit more sense. I don't know if Jungle Boy has it in him to have that edge quite yet. We all
3: keep saying Jungle Boy is the future. Jungle Boy is going to be the next big star. Jungle Boy is a pillar here in AEW. Yeah, well, he's tagging with the dinosaur, smiling all the mm-hmm. time. Sorry, Luke Perry's kid. You need to ruffle some feathers before you, you know... I watched 90210. You think Luke Perry's character on that show was always the good guy? Yeah, he was. But sometimes you need to do bad things yeah. to get ahead. And I could see that happening with Jungle Boy. Selfishly, I want that to happen. It would be interesting. I
2: I don't know if I don't know if you'd get the crowd as behind Christian in that. And like I think both are very much true okay. the other way yeah. around,
3: you know? But it would be interesting and to see if he could pull it off. Christian gets the Legend pop though, like he gets the oh, I know who that guy is. I watched him a yep. lot, so he instantly gets cheered. So that's why I would be like, well, why would you want the guy who's already like known and famous to get booed all the time? Mm. But he's a per- he is a he's great a better he, heel, he's such a he? good heel. Yep. So it, either way, I'm interested in this storyline. But wouldn't it be interesting if Jungle Boy was the Swerve? Or the dinosaur too? The dinosaur can be evil too. Heel Dino. Dinosaur takes both of them out. Spinosaurus Rex or some shit. Like he just turns heel. And yeah. Like, crush it they kill christian and then christian's <laughs> got to get attacked i mean
2: the feud's going to end with jungle boy hitting the concerto
3: on christian christian 100 they should have him and luchasaurus do the
2: proper concerto on christian Heal,
3: heal dinosaurs on <laughs> i mean dinosaurs are kind of healed but you know damn i'm excited uh so the triple threat at the pay-per-view sounds great as well yeah. but you're saying team taz yeah i think so i i think they benefit more from it yeah
1: 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire 7 days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on 1123. Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER.
3: We get a video for Chris Statlander. She's talking uh, about how she's not an alien anymore when the Baddie section walks in with Jade and Jade calls her alien girl and tells Tony to cut the shit. Uh, this means uh, there's a match coming up on uh, was it Rampage? I think that they announced. Is it um, Statlander and Statlander Red Velvet in the Owen? Right, and they they were friends before and yeah. stuff like that. They mentioned, but I like that the character changed from Statlander. But it,
2: it's not pronounced enough for me yet. Like it,
3: they, she's just a normal person. They
2: teased it when when she was. With Layla, like maybe she was having a bit of a darker side. Her hair's darker. Her makeup's different. I I haven't seen enough change. I've just seen like kind of dropping the alien stuff. So to me, she's a little less interesting than she was before.
3: Well, uh, we go to MJF and he comes down to the ring. He says, cut my music. It's time for the 10 lashes to Wardlow, his friend, his ex-friend. He says uh it was great being in Long Island. I missed Long Island and now I'm in Hugh and he starts to pretend that he's throwing up and then he keeps doing it he keeps doing the fake gagging thing and then finally goes I'm in H- I'm in Houston, Texas okay, I got it out of the way. I thought that was pretty funny. He then brings out Wardlow and says, if you attack me today, Wardlow, your match this whole thing is over with so you just got to take the lashes and then next week you face Sean Spears mm-hmm. in the cage match and all that stuff. Uh, so he tries to get in Wardlow's face by calling him all these things. Wardlow doesn't move. He's handcuffed. He gets the Goldberg entrance again. It's like the grating lifting up. The door. Yeah, the garage door.
2: topless, handcuffed. What a scene. It's such a great entrance. It's like
3: a movie. Yeah. It's like some futuristic, like, apocalyptic thing walking with the chains. Jason the- X
2: coming out, <laughs> isn't it?
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. A Weird flex, but yeah, it is. Uh, Wardlow. Event- sorry, MJF spits in the face of Wardlow to piss him off here, and starts giving him these lashes. And Wardlow no sells them. Mm. He's not being. T- uh, he's not going to handle these. He just stands there smiling, uh, which is funny because remember when he when MJF did these to Cody? Yeah, Cody was acting like a little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> ah, my back. <laughs> I liked it though because it was different from Cody. Yeah. I th-
2: I think uh, everything they're doing with Wardlow is perfect. And yeah, having him just like stand there
3: like stoic absorbing this and not giving anything I thought was awesome. So he keeps giving a few of these, whipping him with the belt and he's getting mad that Wardlow is no selling them. So he continuously whips him like fast. Sean Spears gets involved and says, hold on, let me hit him a few times. So he does a few still no sells, even though the camera showing his back is just messed up from this. Uh, Eventually MJF has one more and he's teasing. Like it's going to be the biggest lash there is right here. And instead just kicks him in the balls. Ah. And then it's a beat down from Sean Spears and MJF here attacking him, saying, you know, you're going to you won't make it to the pay-per-view next week. Sean Spears in the cage match. But uh, I like the
2: segment. I love this. I, I, MJF is always just absolute gold on the mic. Um, Wardlow, I think they're doing everything right with him. Uh, yeah, I, I thought this was great.
3: Uh, so next week is the cage match. Yes. Which should be pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, he made it through the lashings. Uh, and, I mean, this match is going to be huge. What, do you, hmm. what do you, What's the, the deal with all this MJF stuff, though? People saying that, you know, he might be extending his contract or not signing or well, going to WWE. I, I think it's he wants his contract
2: re-evaluated because he is one of the top stars in that company. And yeah. I think he's on kind of like a rookie contract sure. still. So, obviously, he signed through to 2024. But I kind of think, rightfully so, if you're getting like kind of rookie money, MJF's in like your top. He's main eventer, right? He's a main eventer now, so I kind of see it from his point of view, and I kind of, um, I think it's rubbing people up the wrong way how he's going about it. But it's it's MJF. He's it's very him. It's very Mm -hmm. kayfabe. So it's interesting. Um, I think I think he knows. I think especially seeing Cody go across I think he knows he'd be a big deal to if he went to WWE in 2024.
3: He would be a huge star, a bigger star than he ever will will be in AEW just because you you're WWE, you get shown everywhere Exposed and way like, more. Yeah, yeah, you will become like a bigger household name being the the biggest heel in wrestling mm. just because you already are the biggest heel. You just kind of not all these wrestling fans necessarily watch AEW. Not as many people watch this show. Mm. I genuinely think if he were to jump, he would It would hit. It would connect as being, and I kind of think they do the Cody thing where they keep him the same character. 100, yeah. They could even use the music. Yeah, it's royalty royalty free. free. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I do think that if he ever jumped to WWE, Mm -hmm. it would a make me watch because I would have to see what they do with this guy to let him Mm -hmm. see what they do with this character and how they let him portray it on their programming. Uh, I just think he would be over as the biggest bad guy yeah. in, like, wrestling again. Because he has done it for me. He's he's one of the reasons I love watching this show all the time. He's such a good bad guy. I genuinely think that when everyone thought the Cody stuff was a work, and even Cody was like, I don't know if it was a work or not. I was still, like, you know, hoping to do something with WWE, and it, it worked out. Yeah, I think that inspired MJF to go, yeah. oh, I can make that a storyline.
2: And I think we see just in the business how little leverage the performers have sure but we see people signing three five-year contracts with wwe um and then being cut after four months but when they ask for their release not being granted it and stuff yeah. like that so i'm kind of for the talent like trying to if they if they do have that leverage use it and try and get as much money as you can out of these billionaires
3: He's <laughs> a, he a big star of this show of AEW. he he has main evented Many dynamites. He has main evented a pay per view before. Like he is a big draw, I think, for this company. And I would hope that he stays because I think he will be the champion very soon, whether next year, this year, whatever. But uh, yeah, I would, as a fan, just love to see him stay here because he will be the guy. He already is one of the guys here. If mm-hmm. you were, you said top five guys, yeah, he's up in this upper echelon of the stars here. He is the pillar. Like the four pillars, he's way above the other three. I think so. At the moment. like mm-hmm. He's already like shown. And he's still so young, which is crazy. But the punk MJF storyline made me go, wow, this, this guy is everything yeah. you need in wrestling. So I think he's great. But this is coming from me. Someone who hates Monday Night Raw and WWE and all that stuff. How smart would it be if he were to jump over there? Oh, absolutely. He'd be the biggest heel absolutely. ever, yeah. just like Cody. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think it's great. Wrestling will flourish. Shout out MJF. We go to Rapungi Vice backstage. Yeah, that's right. Trent and Rocky. and No, Chucky. They say that uh, they've wanted to do something that's eluded them, and that's the ROH tag titles. Hell, even the IWGP tag titles. So they challenge FTR to a match for the ROH tag titles and say, come on, accept our challenge. Brett would. Is this double or nothing? I think this is next week.
2: Because what what are FTR going to do otherwise? A double or nothing. Oh yeah, it it feels it does feel like a dynamite match more so. But then yeah, yeah you're right. FTR are on such a hot streak. It feels a little odd to have them
3: left off the pay per view. Yeah, true. What would you do for the pay per view? What other teams is there for the? I guess just do this at the pay per view. Yeah, yeah, you could put it on the opener. Yeah. I'm sure it'd be a good match. Like me on, too. Oh, yeah. Honestly, yeah. It,
2: it, it does seem a bit out of nowhere, but it's you've got to get FTR on there somehow. So why not? Um, I did. Trent did uh, ask me anything on Twitter last okay. night. Yeah. So I asked him. I was like, "You're you're full time Rapongi Vice. What about Chucky?" And he, I guess, a load of people asked him the same thing because he said, "Best friends are full time as well." Wow. So he's full time, two jobs right now. Best friends are forever. Yeah.
3: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, I mean he was out there earlier with them chasing off someone else. So you can have two. I'm sure it'll be a really good match as well. Like
2: obviously Trent and Rocky aren't really that high up in priority in AEW, yeah.
3: but they're great wrestlers and I yeah. think a match against FTR could be really fun. Actually the match sounds really good. Yeah, and it hasn't happened before, so that's even cool We go to our next match, which is the Owen Hart Tournament semifinal. And this is, or no, semi-final? Quarter-final. Quarter-final. Kyle O'Reilly going up against Ray Phoenix, one-on-one. And right off the bat, when the bell rings, Kyle knows Ray Phoenix is fast on his feet. So he kind of does the, like, getting on the ground, like, hey, come grapple me kind of thing. Kind of Kurt Angle-esque. Like, Mm. hey, come fight me on the ground because I know I don't want to get up real high with you. Uh, And, and Hey, Kyle Riley, of course, technical wizard really, but Ray Phoenix as well, doing a lot of crazy counters to escape a lot of the technical wrestling ability from Kyle here. Eventually Kyle is sent to the outside and Ray Phoenix just runs through the ropes with this tope like con but a suicide dive version of it. So like crazy fast, just insane. Uh, In the ring though, Kyle puts him in a sleeper. He's trying to get him there. There's picture in picture where Kyle is just messing him up. There's a series of kicks and strikes and choke holds and all sorts of stuff. When we come back, Ray Phoenix eventually gets out of it. There's a crazy, uh, like, pump kick. There's some crazy running the ropes Pele kick.
2: ran ran the ropes and
3: just, like, thrust kicked Kyle in the face. I don't know know how he does this stuff. There's a crazy torture rack bomb from Phoenix for a near fall. Another crazy Rana. Kyle comes back. There's this crazy butterfly suplex hat trick combo that we've seen him do. There's these lariats in the ropes. You know, like Ray Phoenix does one of his spinning in the mm. ropes, lunatic lariats, when Kyle has one of those moves too. So they're like doing it onto each other here, which is crazy. There's a half and half suplex. There's some crazy chops. Part of Kyle O'Reilly's chest looked like absolute dog food here, yeah. just cut up in purple and Everything. Uh, There's a series where they're both kicking the shit out of each other and both doing kip-ups and counters. There's a crazy spot where it's like... I think Ray runs the ropes again while Kyle's on the apron and then Rana's him off into the thing. Just insane. Right Into the barricade almost. Yeah, there's some crazy chaos here. There's then, like what, an apron bomb at one point. Eventually, Ray Phoenix has Kyle exactly where he wants him. He does this crazy jump, this flying dive but caught in mid air into the cross arm breaker the arm bar here he's linking his hands together to not let Kyle lock it in but it's breaking it's broken up which then the move is tied t- just locked in completely and Ray Phoenix has nowhere to go and taps out Kyle O'Reilly advances in the Owen Hart I actually loved how they did the finish with Phoenix really trying Doink. not to yeah. have
2: that hold fully applied, and then tapping immediately as soon as those arms were separated. Yeah, he's like, oh shit. Like I'm It's happy. like, nothing I can do with that. It's I've like got MMA, yeah. 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 Uh, this is definitely a match I want to visit, revisit at the end of the year. I think this is a match of the year contender. This was insane, this was, man. Um, I loved the hangman match from earlier in the night, but this eclipsed it for me. Um, just such a great clash of styles that the high-flying with Kyle just doing all his technical, technical. stuff, and um Kyle's always great i think this like he really showed everyone exactly what he's capable of as a single star um this
3: this was really very good yeah this is one of my favorite matches this year for sure i just talking about it now i'm like ah do i watch this again later yeah. today because i think i might have to there was just so many back and forth counters and combos and little intricate things that look like nothing but are like so crazy that are how happening. kyle catches Catches these submissions from all these like high flying leaps yeah. was was awesome. I'm super happy to see Kyle in a singles match first of all, and then kill it. Like Ray yeah. Phoenix, of course, has just become this guy. I can't wait to see Ray Phoenix become AEW champion at some point. Mm-hmm. Like just because the guy is just on another he's level, nuts. he's insane. I w- I would go so far to say this is one of the best matches I've seen this year.
2: Yeah, for me sure, too, me full too.
3: stop. Like I would give it all the stars just because the styles here were just crazy. This, the, both of these guys were just on top of it. Uh, one of my favorite matches this year for sure. I can't say enough good things about it. Ray Phoenix is not human at all and it makes me interested to see would you go with kyle versus cole at the pay-per-view like that it it seems like it would be a cool match but i don't know if that's <sighs> i i don't
2: know yeah yeah i don't know there's a lot of direction a lot of moving parts
3: yeah but holy shit this match uh i can't wait to watch it back because it was absolutely bonkers one of the best dynamite matches full stop yeah in my opinion uh we go to william regal Jericho, face off. Mm. They're going to talk some shit. They are. We get Danielson. We get Moxley. We get them in the ring with uh, Eddie Kingston and Proud and Powerful and William Regal. When the Jericho Appreciation Society come out on the entrance ramp, Jericho says, Oh, Regal, my old friend, I thought you'd be dead by now. To some huge boos from the crowd here. Uh, Should be noted, Jake Hager is... Borrowing some of the young bucks here. Look great. (laughs) (laughs) Wow! We get um, Jericho talking a lot of shit to William Regal. He says, you know, Regal, you were just like me. You're really good. You could have been a champ anywhere you've been. But instead, you were never a champ. You were just a class act addict. More booze from the crowd. You've been fired everywhere. And look at you. Now you're hanging around with protégés. Santana. Pfft. Santana and Ortiz, they had me before. They, did, they don't need you. You're going to just make them worse. They're le- like the leftovers. And then he mentions Eddie Kingston's wife. Give me a call. I don't know why that's such a big thing. But. And his daughter and stuff, His daughter. I, think, I hope you're yeah. taking care of your baby girl. He says, uh, and then you have Brian Danielson, who's just a squeaky clean nerd. You've never had a drink or drug in your life. And then you start hanging around William Regal and John Moxley. You're going to be sticking disco biscuits down your throat and drinking... Like, you know, whiskey and all the time. You'll join join Mox. You'll yeah. be joining the program with Moxley in a heartbeat, Damn. which gets a lot more booze. Definitely a hard-hitting line from Jericho there. And the crowd starts booing him and says, what, you're going to boo me? Don't boo me, or I'll throw a fireball in your face, because I'm the wizard. <laughs> Ridiculous. So stupid. Uh, I could see a lot of people getting mad about some of the stuff Jericho said, but that's what pro wrestling is. Uh, He's a bad guy,
2: and bad guys say say bad bad things. things. It's great. Why wouldn't you? You should be an asshole. And as long as the the people involved are cool with it, I'm fine. I'm fine with it. Uh,
3: Jericho then ends with, hey, Regal, maybe I'll just take a piss in your tea again, which we said last week. Uh, Very funny from Jericho here. Uh, Definitely getting the crowd turned against him, which is, again, his job. So I'm not mad at them ever bringing in things like moxley i'm sure they cleared it with him
2: this is a blood feud between these two gangs like gangs gangs. gang gang uh it should be like this it should be nasty yeah um so i i was kind of all for jericho's promo here um not so much on the regal bit but we'll get into that
3: well william regal says hey shut up your whiny voice is worse than a burning orphanage He said the only thing worse than that is a burning orphan. And then a lot of people were like, yo, Regal, what the? What are you talking about? (laughs) Talk about burning orphanages, William Regal. Uh, Regal says, you've hit some truths, though. And he says, "Um, you know, I was this and I got out of it. I was in dark places, but I somehow got out of it. And, you know, you're using this against me. But just to let you know, Jericho, says Regal, every time I was ever on a show with you, whenever I tour with you, we toured a lot. Whenever you'd be out having your match, I would go backstage, I would go into your bag, and I would find your toothbrush, and I would rub it up my backside and put it back.
2: Yeah, how do you top Kyle versus Phoenix? You have Regal say he used to stick people's toothbrush up his bum. Yeah. That's exactly what we got here.
3: <laughs> uh, so the Jericho Appreciate Daniel Garcia is like, hey, shut up, shut up, what are you talking about? Don't be talking that- about that, about Chris Jericho. And Regal says, oh, don't worry, I did it to your toothbrush last week. <laughs> as well uh so yeah i was a little like ah regal i think you it was came it was too yeah you've just had a guy say you're an like,
2: addict you're an addict who should be dead by now and uh mox has fallen into the same traps you have and brian's gonna be doing the same i'm gonna fuck your wife and your <laughs> daughter's gonna be all alone and he's gonna yeah well i used to stick your toothbrush up my bum yeah it's a little it's, weird it it was soft yeah. um and didn't didn't fit the intensity of what Jericho brought. Yeah. This I, was more the sports entertainment line, to be honest.
3: I was, yeah, I was a little, it was a little backwards. I think William Regal could have said some way more nastier shit. It's William Regal. We've heard him say some shit. Yeah. It's Moxley. You could have heard Moxley say it. Even Danielson. It was just like, oh, like uh, when your friends are having like a diss battle or a rap battle and like your friend bombs, but you're like, yeah, you got him. Don't worry. You got him. Yeah. You were killing it. It's like, uh, it wasn't that. It's yeah. like when your friend invites you, hey, I'm doing a stand-up show, and like you go see their stand-up show, but they fucking suck, but you have to laugh at their yeah. jokes because they're looking at you. Different context, it would have worked better, I think. Yeah. But- In WWE, this would have been the biggest fun. Oh, yeah. Thing. People would have... tooth ah! ah. <laughs> Toothbrushes up your bum. I swear this is from a movie, too. There's a movie where he's like, well, I used to stick your toothbrush up your bum or Probably, whatever. Yeah. Something like that. Of all the things to... To say, yeah. that's what they landed on. I just think it didn't land uh, as good. Uh, however, this next bit did. Jericho says, you know, we're the sports entertainers, and we want to have a, We want to settle this. So there's a way we can settle this, Jericho says. In a match I made with Jake Hager, we made it famous. One of the best matches ever. So this year, we're going to challenge you at double or nothing to a stadium stampede match. Nah. When Moxley has a mic and says, no, nah, no, 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 hold on. Miss me with that shit. I don't want to do that stupid shit, he says. I don't want to be sucked into your sports entertainment vortex. We're not doing that. We're not doing that stupid match. We need a bigger match. We need violence. We need blood. We need pro wrestling versus sports entertainment. We need pro wrestling versus that stupid bullshit. Jericho says, oh, you want more violence? Okay, we'll give you more violence. We'll give you more violence. How about an eye for an eye? You like that? Remember that? That was an eye for an eye match. That was actually good. Another shot at WWE. He then says, let's fight, bitch. So uh, they're going to set up a match that's not Stadium Stampede. But I was expecting the easy, easy way with William Riegel standing right there for Moxley to go, we need blood. We need violence. We need
1: blood and and
3: guts." guts. Yeah, it really felt like that's what they were setting up to. But you do need
2: the two rings for that. Oh right. So we could still get that as a right. as a dynamite, which Blunt Guts was last year. Okay. Um, but no, it, it did feel like all the
3: pieces were lined up for that. that. Um, yeah. Uh, and then like the, the Eddie Kingston is like, oh yeah, because Jericho also mentions like, oh you guys hate each other, you guys all have talked shit about each other, and now you're on the same team. Like, what's the deal with that? Eddie ends with like, I'm not. I'm not I think, deal- that, I think that's why he brought up the eye for an eye because that was yeah. Santana and Mott with the who eye are now on the same team. So Eddie is like, "Hey, I'm tired of this. Come in the ring and fight, bitch! Like, stop. Just fight. Just come fight." And then that's when Danielson shoves him, and then they're shoving each other, and you're like, "Okay, what's going on?" There's some, oh no, like some problems with this team. And, and then Tony Schiavone is like, "Oh, we gotta cut to Matt Seidel." Backstage, in a taped video, being like, whoa, those guys are fighting, huh? Yeah. Whoa, looking like Winona Ryder at that award show. (laughs) Whoa, what? They're fighting in the ring? Clearly taped beforehand.
2: It did did sound very tight. It was,
3: yeah, this
2: could have been cut from the show. Like, they were rushing this last hour. Sorry, there your two so huge
3: stars are let getting in breathe. each other's faces and you're we gotta cut to Matt's we gotta go to Evan Bourne. He's got something to say. Yeah. No, no one gives a fuck. <laughs> yeah, let it breathe. Um it was yeah very very abrupt going back to even if you had Tony go, well like problems are happening there. Alright, hey uh we have this next announcement for because it's setting up like a match, right? It's them going we got we got to go to matt side no we don't ever have to do that actually why are we doing that no don't do that yeah it was weird very weird <laughs> i don't even remember what they said he, matt Sydal was like dante are you seeing this this is crazy they're fighting yeah okay yeah they, they've got a match on
2: rampage or something i don't know yeah ridiculous
3: yeah i, I didn't really pay attention to
2: what they said because yeah it was you need to let the moment breathe a little yeah um yeah. No, let's get Matt Seidel. <laughs> I think, yeah, I assume they've got a match coming up.
3: <laughs> rampage. Yeah, I think a rampage thing. It's probably like Team Taz, or it's probably Jericho's people. I don't know. I don't really care. A, I'm not even going to look it up. <laughs> no, I, I'll try and find out what was going on here. <laughs> I just like him. Being there was like, a few. Th- this
2: last like half
3: hour, a lot went over my head because yeah. it was
2: just like, what, what's going on?
3: Uh, Tony Shivani... Oh no, sorry. So then we go to our next match, which is. The women's Owen Hart uh, semifinals? Not semifinals. Oh, man, I'm messing up. Quarterfinals. S- uh,
2: this is a quarterfinal match,
3: yeah. Britt Baker, DMD, going one-on-one against the Joker. And when the music hits, Maki Ito. Yeah, she's back. Yeah, a few people were talking about maybe it could be her.
2: Um, again, a bit, a bit of a letdown, I think.
3: I think it's a bit of a letdown because a lot of people were thinking, okay, well, it could be uh, Ember Moon. It could be, uh, you know, Miss, Mrs. Morrison, Mrs. Johnny Elite. Uh, there's a few different names. There's that- a lot of good female wrestlers
2: yeah. out there right now. Tegan Knox, um, oh, yeah. Dakota Kai wouldn't be up quite yet. But sure, yeah. Yeah, there are Ember Moon, obviously. Yeah. Maki Ito. Oh, Dante and Matt
3: Sydal are taking on Moxie. Danielson. Oh. So
2: good luck to them.
3: <laughs> Honestly, I need to watch that now because Matt Seidel needs to get punched in the face. Yeah. <laughs> Just because that promo really annoyed me. <laughs> wow. They're fighting? Oh, my God. Yeah, you need to get fucking... You need to bleed, Matt Seidel. <laughs> uh, Maki Ito is the Joker going up against Britt Baker. But, I mean, if you are a casual wrestling fan or maybe you thought you were tuning into TBS to watch more uh, reruns of Big Bang Theory and instead you tune in to see Maki Ito coming out singing her karaoke entrance, you would be in for a I shot. do love the entrance. <laughs> yeah. It is a great entrance. <laughs> she's got a sign on her microphone that says kawaii because that's what she is. And she's singing all her theme song here and uh, she comes into the ring and Brit's kind of smiling and laughing. And then the bell rings and nothing's happening. And Britt looks at Mackie and says, so we're going to do what we planned. You're going to lay down. I'm going to get the one, two, three, and then we'll go have a few beers after. And Mackie's like, yeah, yeah. Because these two have tagged before. Yeah, they're friends. Um, They They revolution last year.
2: That's right. They were were in a tag together. So
3: Mackie's like, yeah, all right. So she lays down. Britt goes for the finish. But it's a trick. And Ito gets a small package on Britt Baker. Ah. One, two, should have been three. (laughs) Yeah, I'd have been happy with this just being a finish. <laughs> well, Britt gets out of it, and she's a little pissed off that Ito would try to do that to her. So then starts putting the boots to her. And uh, there's a lot of Ito, like, walking around and crying. Yeah, she eats a forearm and is like,
0: ow, that ah,
2: really
3: Lots of crying, yeah. Uh, there's a pretty cool, crazy-looking DDT from Mackie here for a near fall. Uh, she keeps going for this standing, stalling, dropping, headbutt thing. Eventually, it does connect on Brit for a near fall. It doesn't look like it would hurt that much, but still looks like a funny move. She does do a big headbutt, though, where she grabs the head and, and butts you. Yeah, It's like she's got this crazy, powerful head. Uh, eventually, Brit counters a series of her moves and locks in the lock jaw, and Mackie taps out.
2: Um, yeah, uh, I kind of felt the same way about this as I did about Joe and Morrison. A yeah. um, little bit of disappointment going in. Uh, match wasn't bad, but also wasn't really great. I do enjoy the entrance, but can't say I really thought a great deal about it.
3: Yeah, uh, I kind of like Ito just because obviously her look, the characters, she sings and all this stuff. It may- It's great. For- I love that. The wrestling was something that didn't really connect whenever I did watch her, even before AEW, but she looked a lot better in the ring here, but still not quite like a, a full-on match that I was kind of hoping that yeah. we maybe would get. But uh, I still didn't hate this whatsoever but I could see a lot of people just being like oh it wasn't Athena it wasn't Ember Moon oh well, then like you kind of you set yourself up for you could again when the, just whole, announces- the
2: whole show is branded like wild card Wednesday yeah you're expecting something kind of bigger. big big um, this is someone who has wrestled in AEW before uh, is a comedy act yeah um, and same with John Morrison just uh, both disappointing
3: I think jokers yeah yeah It's like Jared Leto. Disappointing Joker. Yeah, it's true. (laughs) That's what we got tonight. (laughs) Two Jared Letos, yeah. I mean, he was in two different movies playing the Joker. I think he was in a few. He's in Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad and Justice League Snyder, right? There you go. Yeah, good for him. (laughs) (laughs) We get Tony Schiavone. He's definitely not a Joker. He's in the ring. And, oh, I didn't mention Tony Storm coming out. Yeah, just for a stare down. So... That's probably the final. Yeah. Uh, and it, was it someone in one of our chats who let me know that Tony Storm's theme is clearly a rip of Barracuda by Heart? Okay. And then when you listen to it, it's legit almost the exact right. same song. Ooh, Barracuda. Great song. So, Oh, sorry. It's Brit versus Tony next week in the semi. Right.
2: Um, Sweet. And then you've got Ruby against uh, the winner of... Uh, sorry, Red Velvet's against Statlander in first round now. Right. So winner of Ruby and uh, whoever wins out of that match. I would think Ruby versus Red and Ruby goes over. Yeah. So uh, what, Ruby-Brit final yeah. or a Tony-Ruby final? Tony-Ruby. Tony-Ruby? Tony-Brit probably is what they... Would do. No, Tony-Brit are next week. Sorry,
3: Brit-Ruby. Brit- yeah. Yeah, I think so. Grand Tony-
2: Slam rematch.
3: Exactly. Tony Schiavone in the ring. He says uh, next week is going to be the three-year anniversary of AEW, which I'm like, wait, didn't they start in like September or
2: something? No, that was Dynamite,
3: but okay. AEW started with like, Double or Nothing. Right, okay. So it's three-year anniversary, Double or Nothing. He starts to cry. He's crying. He's like, I love this company. Yeah. yeah greatest day in our sport. <laughs> when he's interrupted by Serena Deeb. Ah. Serena Deeb comes out. She's like, Tony, I'm so tired of hearing you. Tony must be an
2: asshole backstage. He comes across as the nicest guy, but no one likes him.
3: All the heels don't like him. So, I mean, the heels yeah. just don't like him. That's that's why. If you had baby Cut faces, your shit. <laughs> cut the shit, Tony. Uh, Deeb comes out, and she's like, Tony, I'm tired of hearing you. No one wants to hear you. You're just an old man. Get out of here. And then she says, I need to bring out someone else. I need to bring out Dustin Rhodes. And we're all like, huh? And she says, Dustin said something that pissed me off, and... Uh, Dustin's coming out and she's, she's then yelling at the crowds. What does she say to the crowd? Hey, shut up, Texas. All your sports teams are failures. It's,
2: I mean, we make fun of this in promo, like yeah. in WWE promos. It's always, and your teams suck. And she literally wasn't even smart about it. It was just like, ah, we have teams of, sports Can't even teams name of are sports bad.
3: Team. It, there's a there's an old episode of Family Guy when Peter takes uh, Cleveland to a pro wrestling match mm. and it's supposed to be Macho Man Randy Savage like in the ring right. cutting a promo, and Macho Man in the Family Guy joke clip says, uh, "I must be in Quahog. Where, it, where are they from? Quahog, yeah. Because you know all I see is a bunch of losers and your sports teams suck." It's literally what she said here. I'm like, you didn't even insert sports team. You didn't even bother to copy. It wasn't.
2: I mean, you had that time where, um, Owens did that line about, uh, oh, and you don't even have a, a basketball team Right, right. that kind of thing, which got like nuclear. Exactly. You can be smart about it. You can insult the locals team. And, but this just felt like, okay, I've got to, I'm okay. I've got my checklist here. I'm a bad guy. Yeah. I'm going to interrupt Tony call him a piece of shit. I'm going to insult the sports teams and
3: yeah, make fun him of Goldust. Yeah. And
2: call out Goldust.
3: <laughs> and say he doesn't have any balls. Like it, it was so paint by numbers. So Dustin comes out and she's like, I respected you, but you've said some things about me. You said, I won't beat Thunder Rosa for the title. And like, I want you to change your mind. Don't you know what I've been through? I've been through everything. Then Deeb mentions that she got breast implants to, to satisfy <laughs> old perverts in the business. She says she even shaved her head to show how much I wanted it, and I still got no respect. So why did you say I couldn't beat Thunder Rosa? Huh? Why did you say that? Thunder Rosa eventually comes out. There's a bit of a brawl, and Dustin ends up getting hit. Run- Thunder Rosa ends up getting an elbow, and Deeb walks off, like kind of smiling, and steals the title, actually. Yeah, uh, I th- I thought this was awful. And you love Deep. I I think Deep's a
2: great wrestler. Yeah. Um I think this match could be really good. I think um, it it reminded me of Hey, keep Team Taz out of your mouth. I'm like, wait, sorry. Why why are we feuding with with Goldust right now? Um. So what? Dustin trained Rosa. Yeah. Is that that the connection guess, there? Yeah. And they're getting Dustin out in front of Texas. Sure thought some of the content was good, like the stuff about all the stuff she had to do to try and fit in and please people, whereas now she realizes she's just earned this because she's the best wrestler in the world. Yeah. Like that
3: stuff, the content was good, but she just sounded awful. I yeah, it, it didn't hit for me. I, I, lo- I love I Deeb. I think the wrestling is amazing. Her wrestling is great. I like the character she's kind of evolved into. I actually like the fact that she's coming out and saying some shit and calling out whatever. It's fine. I think... Using these lines in this sort of way was kind of cheap. She she sounded drunk. You know, she just, it sounded like just a
2: drunk rambling of.
3: And another thing, like, I, I hate women. No uh, Where the fuck's Dustin Rhodes? Yeah. Like, come out
2: here. <laughs> I hate you as well. I feel like it's maybe just both these women aren't good at promos. So they're, how do we further the feud without just having backstage attacks? Yeah. And that's why you've in, incorporated like Tony and. Uh, Dustin here, this this didn't work for me at all. Felt- I'm still I'm still pumped for the match, but I, I thought this was a, a bad, awkward,
3: cringy moment of TV for me. It also felt like it was going on for way too long. Yeah. It felt like it was going on forever. And you know, you've got a main event still to come. And- she should have just invited Dustin out. He should have came out right away. She should have said what she needed to say, slap him, thunder comes out, and she runs away. Yeah. Instead, we got this when there's eight minutes left of the show and they're going to go to their main event, which was like a teased big match of this show mm. that gets cut for time because deep had to talk about old perverts in WWE. I mean, the, the story does
2: need time. It's, it's yeah, one of your top titles for sure, but I just didn't get yeah, like the execution. Yeah. Clearly she's talking about her time in WWE. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. 100%. 100%. Uh, like she could, I think both her and Rosa could do with a mouthpiece of some sort. Yeah. True. You know, maybe have dust if Dustin over the weeks had actually been kind of a bit more vocal on TV with Thunder Rosa. Like, yeah. cool, but yeah, it
3: was odd. Dustin, he could join the the Dark Order. Be seven.
2: Uh, yeah. That was that his character in WCW. Yeah, yeah, seven. I think I think they might have reserved that for him. There you go. Mm.
3: We go to our main event: Jeff Hardy versus Adam Cole in the, in the Owen Hart Tournament. And Jeff Hardy makes his entrance. He throws him up. We we learned that he calls this something. It's duking. Duking is when yeah. you do the Jeff Hardy dance. Yeah. Does not mean like dukes up, like guns, finger
2: guns? He yeah. was talking on Rene's... Uh, sorry, on AEW Unrestricted. Yeah. And was saying like, oh, I was so nervous for my debut because I'm like, how do I how do I duke? Like, i got to save my brother, Matt. He's getting beat down. But I'm also... I've got to do the duking <laughs> for the crowd. For debut. <laughs> so... It's the first time I've ever duped
3: on the run, because <laughs> <laughs> everyone makes fun of that. Yeah, that one where he's like running, like, "Oh, hey, I gotta, gotta save that." Du- ba- <laughs> <laughs> it's my favorite. It's my most used GIF ever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we went out last night after Dynamite, and we went to a karaoke, and me and you were just <laughs> doing <laughs> the right. party to people singing. There's a few people at the. There was a couple at the bar. We got our bartender, who also is a wrestling fan. Shout out, John. Mm. Uh, we were doing the Jeff Hardy, so then he started doing it, and then he started doing other wrestling poses. <laughs> and, and the people, right. the rest of the people at the bar were like, "What the fuck we're are these guys in each yeah. other?" We were like poses. trying to one up each other with funny wrestling poses. So you know, I'm doing Hulk Hogan, I'm doing John Cena, he's doing the Rock, and we're doing all sorts of things. But there was like a few people at the bar who were like, "What the fuck are these guys on? What are they doing?" Especially the Jeff Hardy, <laughs> like, you don't know what the fuck that is. <laughs> just duking. Uh. I, I uh, instruct any any of you listeners uh, today and tomorrow, just this week, at one point, do a random Jeff Hardy duke. duke just do yeah. the Jeff Hardy pose. You're getting your mail? Do the duke. think
2: showing up to work. <laughs> Especially showing up late. <laughs> <laughs> just duke on the way.
3: Ah! <laughs> 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 Jeff Hardy is duking in his entrance here, but he's attacked ah. by Adam Cole during the entrance. He's like, guys, we got to take this home. DK's <laughs> like, Tell I'll me. let you
2: duke, but we got
3: to. Start this match. So the match starts pretty quick here. Uh, Adam Cole is in, in the attack mode, just putting the boots to Jeff Hardy. Eventually, Jeff comes back. He hits his side Russian leg sweep. Oh. Definitely one of the best side Russian leg sweeps. But it's not enough to keep Cole down. He starts beating down on Jeff again, and he starts toying with him. He's, like, running the clock. He's like, look, you're beat up from last week. I yeah. know that. Like, I don't have to try. Uh, Jeff hits him with a gourd buster, and then he goes for the whisper in the wind, but gets super kicked. When he's in midair, there's then the twist of fate into the stunner and then the inverted twist of fate, which is like the neckbreaker version of mm-hmm. the twist of fate, like the video games, which is pretty cool. He goes up top for the swanton, but Cole gets out of the way. He hits the flying knee, drops the boom, and Adam Cole pins Jeff Hardy in light work really like jeff got some offense in but i'm sure
2: there was a longer match scheduled here where jeff would have got some more in uh although it does kind of make sense with story considering everything jeff went through last week yeah the match would be pretty quick yeah um yeah a bit disappointing i think on on paper jeff hardy adam cole sounds really good it was just a bit short-changed here
3: yeah i think we need less matt Seidel telling me he's wrestling on rampage less deep talking about her boob implants yeah more structured show needs to like you. you there's reports out there of AW has been frantic and chaotic backstage. You don't know unless you're there. I'm sorry. I don't, I don't hear someone, a wrestler telling a wrestler who's on dark telling their journalist friends who cover wrestling, mm-hmm. Oh, it's chaotic. Like, no, if you're there, you know, it is. But as fans watching this, this seems chaotic. It was a chaotic show, yeah. Like, like, what's going on? Why can't we have this match that you've been advertising? That is a huge match. And yeah. they wrestled for like six minutes. Yeah. No, this should have gotten 20 minutes and been a huge thing. There is an angle also afterwards that they had to fit in mm. time for because it's AEW. But Adam Cole does beat Jeff Hardy. It does make sense for the story. But uh, Hardy boys are ba- are out there with Cole. And the Bucks come out. And they're putting... The, the, the BTE trigger to Matt. They're beating up Jeff. Darby and Sting come out. And when I mean they come out, Darby rushes the ring and starts attacking these guys. And Sting is just doing the Sting I walk. love how
2: Sting doesn't, doesn't have to run. No. He's just like, I'm I'll, I'll get to
3: the fight when I'm there I'm yeah. Sting. You'll know when I get in the ring to fight you guys. He's like Michael Myers. Yeah. He doesn't need to run to get you. He just walks. It's better. Uh, so Sting comes in. They Eventually, there's a whole fight breaking out. Uh, Red Dragon are out there. They hit the high low on Darby Allen on the stage, killing him mm. here. This was like total elimination style on Darby here. Uh, Sting now is outnumbered. He's trying to beat these guys up. There's a hilarious bit where Alex, uh, sorry, Sting is with Kyle O'Reilly and just hits him with the chair. So Kyle does the the. Chair shot to the back, which Sting no
2: sells, grabs it off of him and just throws Throws it in his his head. And Kyle is always good at doing like the comedy. Like the wonky legs, like like, like,
3: uh, so he hits that, but eventually the Bucks hit him with a double super kick, and this is when they all beat down on Sting. They grab a chair, wrap it around Sting's ankle, and do the flying knee off the top from Kyle. Therefore, Sting is hurt.
2: Yeah, surely out for a Bit. at least a week something think. like that I mean it's stink he'll, he'll he no sells he'll the chairs
3: sh- chair, chair shots but he can't no sell the the shot to yeah. the or the leg. Like. Um, I, I did like the kind of nostalgia
2: of hearing Tony just be like we're out, out of time, time. <laughs> and I, I actually liked that kind of frantic ending like ending with this big uh, brawl yeah. kind of thing would have just liked a bit more of the match uh, but overall like a chaotic show but a really enjoyable show. Um, I think considering was felt let down over the Jokers, I think other times that could like really drag the show down, but the wrestling was, was there tonight. So I didn't feel disappointed
3: overall. I didn't feel shortchanged simply because two matches tonight are, were like TV matches of the year kind of caliber. So yeah, yeah, I wasn't mad at all. If those two matches didn't deliver, I would have been like, oh, this show kind of blew, but yeah. It, it didn't. It, it felt like a fun show as well. Like, yeah, it was a lot. There was packed stuff, and it never stopped. Like poor Excalibur having to tell me what's going on. Rampage at a new time this he week. It's that's seven. He it didn't this, even get the
1: graphics. No, he this didn't week. even
3: get the graphics. Good because he's. It's too much sometimes. It definitely felt like rushed at the end, which they need to, I think, sort out. I think you need to realize that Matt Seidel doesn't need to remind us to watch Rampage on Friday. Like you can put stuff. You're you're hyping up. A match
2: on Friday, you can put that out on your Twitter, that kind of thing. Yeah. Especially if you know you're running out of time. Like tonight. Yeah. Just call like on the fly. Sorry. Sorry, Matt Sidal, but we'll post that on Twitter right after.
3: Yeah. Stuff like that you need to cut out. Like it needs to or or do what they do on Rampage. Whenever I do watch Rampage, like actually it is a pretty good show. They cut entrances. They get right to the like the meat of the stuff. Yeah. Sometimes you need to do that. Like Sorry, not everyone needs their entrance. Yeah, it's true. The live audience gets it. Like, yeah. Do it during picture-in-picture picture and stuff like that. But you need to make things flow a lot better. That has been a gripe with AEW Dynamite for quite a while. But tonight it was even, you know, all these reports. Oh, the show is so chaotic apparently backstage. Like watching this, it felt like that. You can that. see it. Yeah. But still, I absolutely loved this show. Were there things I didn't really like? Yeah. But there were things I absolutely loved. I watch pro wrestling because I like the wrestling. The in-ring stuff is what keeps me uh, glued to my TV. And they did that tonight with these two matches. Mm Takeshita, that guy is amazing. I can't wait to see what happens with him here in AW and the DDT joint promotion stuff that they might do. But he... He was a breakout star in this match with Hangman tonight, and then Ray Phoenix and Kyle Riley was just a dream match that delivered for me. I can't wait to rewatch that back this week. But yeah, top show.
2: Yeah, thoroughly
3: enjoyed it. Yeah, looking forward to next week. Really looking forward to Double or Nothing, uh, and Double or Nothing should be stacked. So I can't wait for that uh, as well. With all those 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 things, and we don't know the some of the stipulations for some of these matches, but Triple Threat Tag, the crazy five on five, there'll be some some chaos. At double or nothing, guys, thanks so much for listening to us. Talk all about dynamite. We will be back next week we'll probably do the same thing uh, next week. maybe are um, you yeah, I'm on the same same schedule. Off. Yeah, I'm off Thursday because Thursday night in Toronto, there's Demand Lucha. So I am okay. going to that show. So, I mean, uh, maybe we'll do something on the Thursday yeah, as well. So twitch.tv slash podcast is where you can find us Tuesday nights. We go live for Up Next, chatting about 2.0. And then, uh, yeah, we'll be back t- next week Thursday at 2 p.m. to, to do right. this show as well. But uh, you want to hear all the other shows, of course, patreon.com slash upnext. Five bucks is all it costs to get almost 500 podcasts at your fingertips all the NXT reviews retro pay-per-view reviews get your feedback in for uh, what, did, what do we have next week in fully loaded 2000 yeah in honor of double or nothing you've picked fully loaded 2000 which is casino vegas themed yeah. it's a it's a loose link i just really wanted to you talk just really about, to talk about Triple H yeah. in 2000. yeah. Uh, so get your feedback in for some uh, 2000 WWF is what we'll be chatting about. But so many other podcasts, the Slambury 1997, the Was Next, Ret- Retro next T Reviews, all the stuff is out there on the Patreon. And we would uh, love for you to check it out and support us here at the BDE. And that's it. That's all. Join the Facebook group. Join the page, the Twitter, all that stuff. I, myself, Braden Harrington. You can find me on Twitter and I am on Instagram. I'm at The Bray D. And I am at Davey Portman. Take care. Goodbye. Be safe. And shout out Rex from Toy Story.
2: Ahoy!
0: From 3 to 6 p.m. Monday through Friday, Buffalo Wild Wings Happy Hour has beer, cocktails, and bar food for 3 to 6 bucks. It's the perfect way to offset a long day. Text that hilarious joke about your boss to your boss. What? No, no. Try a $4 Coors Light tall. Set your morning alarm for 6 p.m.? That calls for $5 strawberry margaritas. So if you ask your phone why you're still single and... Ha, ha, ha. Seriously? Head to Buffalo Wild Wings Happy Hour from 3 to 6. At participating locations, taxes and fees apply. Dine-in only. Drink responsibly. Offers vary by location. Void where prohibited.